0: hello and welcome to case reopened your number one detective Can rewatch podcast i'm your host tyler Treese, and joining me as always is colleen hello we're here for a two-part episode today the traveling drama troop murder case this is episode 126 and 127 of the anime let's just say it's hard to find a decent uh subtitled version of this on the internet
1: no kidding I mean, I, I hate I hate to poo poo on the fan subs because I'm pre- I'm sure someone worked really hard to get that up there, but it makes our job difficult.
0: I'll poo poo it because if you <laughs> if you can't figure out that Conan is spelled with a C rather than a K, I feel like you've already messed up pretty well. So that should be your big big red flag there. So we we had to deal with the infamous Conan with a K <laughs> fan subs this time around since we couldn't find anything else. Um, you know, we, we are thankful we have a fan sub, but, you know, the issue with Detective Conan is so many of these episodes aren't officially released in English. Uh, basically, you know, the first 100, what, like 20 episodes were released in English, and then it didn't get subtitled again until, like, Crunchyroll picked it up. So that's, like, episode 900 or something. I don't know the exact number of when yeah. Crunchyroll. Yeah. I will be so happy when we get to it. But, like, it's hundreds of episodes from now, so we have to rely on fans, of. So, don't, don't like, look that, you know, it's just a necessary evil here for uh for doing this show. Uh, I will look up when Crunchyroll got Detective kind Conan, of though. Do you think there's just a chance so,
1: that they'll revamp the series? I mean, with episode one that they re-released?
0: Uh, I doubt it. So oh. <laughs> oh, no. I just don't think there's interest there, you know? Like, a ton enough for them to go back and re-subtitle all these old episodes but i looked it up episode 806 is where Crunchyroll, so that will be the next official <laughs> subtitles we it's have brutal we, yeah the the subtitles do get very good um there was the detective ken translation project for a few years that had done like a ton of these until i think Crunchyroll, and that fan um that fan group was very dedicated and they did very great work so we'll be entering that hopefully pretty soon but uh we won't have to deal with and they they also redid a bunch of old episodes as well i'm guessing they never got to this one but uh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they they worked on a lot of old fan subs as well but um you know we're not there yet but we subs will get better so that's one good thing like this is kind of the only rough patch i can remember because we'll we'll be good soon but boy this is bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully, like so we didn't even have the manga to refer back to. That was that was my sort of other thought like, "Oh, I'll just look up the manga." Of course, I couldn't because it's an anime original. So, luckily some kind soul put up a really long recap on the
0: wiki. Yeah, they they basically did something that's just as long as my notes. <laughs> um, so thankfully I could cross-check that to make sure I was understanding stuff. And uh I got the correct character names from there because Conan with a K subtitles were not giving us correct names for the characters either, which makes us even more confusing. We made it through. It was very taxing.
1: And now we get to talk about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like, the thing that sucks is this episode is probably pretty solid, but like all my mental energy, you know, when we recap this, maybe I can enjoy it in, uh, in retrospect, but so much of my like... I could not enjoy it while watching because I was constantly having to, like, you know, look up stuff and read it to make sure it was making sense. It was just very hard to enjoy in the moment. I don't know if you, you felt that way too or not.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know why. I also was dozing off a little bit. I, I don't know. It was around lunchtime when I was watching it, so for some reason, uh, I probably missed a couple of seconds here and there, but I really don't feel like it impacted my experience because I didn't know what was going on most of the time anyways so but I did for the record I did rewatch and make sure that I read the wiki so we're all good let's get this synopsis started
0: so Conan's hint for this episode is characters and he says behind the stage of this circus show there is a case hidden also they kept referring to this as a circus in the uh, subtitles (laughs) this wasn't really a circus at all
1: (laughs) I had that exact same thought. I was like, okay. It was like performance
0: arts. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just theater stuff in general.
0: So the episode begins with Ron and Sonico talking to a new transfer student named Tamanusuke Ito, who's about to put on his first performance as the second ringleader of a traveling drama troupe. He says that he'll sing three songs during it, and Sonico, you know, as boy crazy as she is, is instantly infatuated with him claiming that she has to go watch him perform. Sonica then asks if he's ever performed in Baker before, and he said he did two years ago, but his father was the ringleader then, and he just did work backstage. So what do you think about this new character and Sonica being gaga over him?
1: I'm not surprised. Um, I remember uh, future episodes with the, this cast of characters, so it was nice to see the origin of this guy again.
0: Yeah, as a buzzkill, Ron immediately mentions that his father's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Tomonosuke says that his father died from a disease one year ago, and after that half the troop left, and it was a difficult time period for them all. so
1: sad. Like, not only does your dad die, but then everyone, like, half of the troop quits on you. Like, what are you supposed to do?
0: Sonico then offers to distribute all the flyers for the show for him and tells Tamanusuke to just focus on his routine. It then cuts to Sonico at the detective agency, and she's telling Koguro all about the boy and explaining that he transfers schools on a monthly basis, which, god, doesn't that sound terrible? Having to go to a different school each month?
1: Terrible and inefficient. Like, you'd think that he was homeschooled or studied on his own. Like, I thought that was usually what, uh kids in the performing arts did or kids on tour or whatnot but uh what do I know
0: Koguro says that the kid has tricked them but Sonika says that she's helping him so she can go visit backstage Sonika then sounds like Koguro by saying that Tamanosuke is so handsome that he can't be a bad guy and that she'll just have Ron punch him if he tries anything
1: (laughs) I mean that's a great standard to have you can't be bad because you're handsome
0: Well, you know, it worked out last time around when Koguro was all over that woman (laughs) that he found hot and she didn't commit the crime.
1: Yeah, no matter how, uh, like, how we incriminated her. Also, um, so you know how Sonico has this new crush and she, like, offers to uh, distribute the flyers? Do you have any stories about, uh, you know, going to certain lengths to impress a crush?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Okay, never mind then.
0: Do you have any?
1: Uh, nothing that's funny. How have you
0: tried the, whenever, whenever the heart of Shinichi?
1: Oh, Shinichi? Uh, I read all of Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) He'd like that, I think.
0: You nerd. (laughs) Ken and the detective boys then ask to tag along, and they're told no by Sonico. However, they just smirk. They have like the funniest face on. It's very it's very good. I'll probably use that as the uh, image for the episode, but they, they just have this really knowing smirk there, <laughs> and they clearly have different plans. Sonico and Ron then arrive where the troop is performing and enter through the unlocked front door rather than the back entryway. They walk in on them practicing for the show and clap at what they see. To their surprise, Conan and the rest of the detective boys are also there as they follow Sonico and Ron. Sonika then yells at the kids, but Tamanosuke isn't bothered by them being there then introduces the other performers, a male actor named Ryuichi Muraki and the lead actress Yuri Shirai. Kamanosuke says that he's headed backstage, and Muraki asks him to return soon, as the script still isn't there. Ron and Sonoko apologize for the inconvenience and then follow him backstage. He says that the script is finally finished, but they don't have much time to practice. So, uh, Colleen, were you into the performing arts any?
1: Oh yeah. Um, plays, musicals in high school
0: god you really were a nerd
1: <laughs> i was in band too. i mean you're
0: you're on a detect you're on a detective canon podcast so i guess i guess past tense isn't the right term there you are a nerd
1: oh yeah that's right proud nerd
0: a small girl who is Tomonosuke's sister named megumi walks out of a dressing room and asks why they can't just do the same act that they did last time he introduces her and she says that she worries about her unreliable brother and that she then says that her brother has no time to be talking to girls and that she'll take care of everyone as Tamanosuke goes to deliver the script. What'd you think about this spunky brat?
1: Spunky is one word for it. Like, she was cute sometimes and annoying other times, but just overall she was very loud. I felt like she shouted or screamed or yelled, like, all of her lines.
0: She's like a a C-tier Suzu in my eyes. She's not. She's not up there on the true, the true loves of Conan.
1: No, like no matter how much she tried, and although it really uh, grinded Ayumi's gears, uh, it didn't look like Conan was paying any attention to Megumi.
0: Megumi recognizes Conan and is, is glad that he's there, which upsets a very jealous Ayumi, <laughs> which is very cute. Megumi reveals that she's also a transfer student and that she's in class C. <laughs> a
1: C class, Suzu.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't even put that together. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm operating on many different levels here. So Megumi noticed Conan because he looks like her brother did when he was younger. She's glad that she can make friends with him now and offers to take him to the control room where they can see an old picture of her brother. Sonica finds the interaction cute and is surprised at how popular Conan is with the ladies. He, he really is a little lady killer here.
1: Yeah, he is. It's just weird that Sonic was surprised by that. I guess she w- hasn't been around to see that. Well,
0: he is a dork. Like Conan's not cool. He's not classically cool.
1: Uh, I guess not. I mean, Ayumi sees him as popular or cool or whatnot, but... Uh... Yeah,
0: but she's like you as a kid, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Megumi goes through a basket and finds the picture, which shows Tamanosuke dressed up as a geisha. Conan doesn't see the resemblance in the slightest, but Ron sees it, while Sonica just fawns over how cute her crush was. Yumi and Megumi want Conan to dress up and go into the makeup room where another actress, Ito Ogiwara, is there. We get to see Genta try on a princess wig, which is quite the look. What do you think about that? They were all, like, cross-dressing here.
1: Yeah, uh, Genta looked not too bad. Kind of reminded me of, like, uh... The guys in Mulan, or, yeah, Mulan, when they were cross-dressing. What I will say, though, is Mitsuhiko didn't, so Genta didn't have that much to say, but Mitsuhiko, I felt like, had one or two lines in this episode.
0: Yeah, he he has one moment in the second episode, but pretty much does nothing else this entire time. He's very much yeah. just in the background. When it's Conan's time to dress up, he hides behind Ron, but she's kind of like, hey, you ought to try it. They're about to force a doll outfit on him when uh they hear a giant noise it turns out that Tamanosuke got thrown out of a room for being too noisy by the script writer Tetsuo Chikaishi. When confronted by Muraki Chikaishi says that they had a difference of opinion. Megumi asks her brother if he's all right and he says that he is. Chikaishi then reveals that the problem stemmed from Tamanosuke wanting to change how the ending was. The thirty-five-year-old then goes on a rant, saying that the kids haven't seen enough of the world to know how things work. What you what you think about this dude?
1: I thought he was obnoxious. Like he he assaulted uh, Tamanosuke, and then he goes on to say like all this ageist stuff. Although it's like reverse ageism. I don't know. I didn't like him.
0: <laughs> he definitely like if he had lived to see the millennials, he would have not have been a fan.
1: Yeah, exactly. And don't get me started on Gen Z.
0: Chikaishi then orders Kinzo Tajima, who serves as the mentor to Meraki and Shirai, to get him more tobacco as he's run out. The bad sub shows him, like, smoking a pipe, and then he says, Give me more cigarettes! <laughs> and it's like, he's not smoking cigarettes. What are you doing? Shirai offers to buy it instead, but he heads out. Megumi then yells at Chikaishi, but her brother tells her not to, and he asks why the ending can't be changed. He says that fact is fact and fiction is fiction, and that the two can't be mixed. Tamanosuke then agrees to use the script as is. Conan watches as the script gets printed out and learns that it's called the Diaries of Ito Kid. Shikashi explains that he used a modern-day thief named Ito Kid as an inspiration for the script. Ito then takes the script to photocopy it. And Shikaishi says that he'll go to sleep as his work is finally done. So, what do you think about all this Ito Kid stuff? <laughs> okay. Because at the very first, I thought they were referring to Kaido Kid. Oh, and yes, me too. So, so, I had all this stuff written out, and I was like, oh, it's just based around Kaido Kid. And then I was very, very confused in uh, the second episode when I found out that the Edo Kid is a very separate criminal, and I was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, no, same. I actually thought that was a pretty good idea to get the Kaido Kid story and put it in, in like, Edo Japan period. I would watch that play at least, but I don't understand why they bother creating another fictional thief and write this play about that fictional thief and then have that thief... Have a name that's similar to Kaido Kids and not have any connection. Like maybe it was like Kaido Kids' ancestor or something, but they are totally two separate things. Um, and I guess I was a little like, I got the clue when they didn't bother showing any of Kaido Kids' um, images or anything, because they usually will do that if they're referring to a character we haven't seen in a while. They'll like show the character. So I was like, where is the Kaido Kid snippet? But, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm glad we were on the same page.
0: Yeah, the sub even said Kaito in it, and I was like, okay, so they're definitely referring to him. And then it just kind of, like, went back into the background as the episode went on. It wasn't really brought up, and I was like, huh, that was weird. Yeah,
1: because I think in the sub they said something like, oh, the police started calling him the flying kid. And then I actually looked up what Kaito means, and it has a, f- a few different... Um... Uh, definitions, but, or translations, and one of them is uh, like to soar or fly, so I'm like, okay, obviously they're talking about the Kaido Kid. So yeah, it was just confusing and disappointing, and I really wanted a Kaido Kid reference.
0: Yeah, and I, I thought it was the same thing where they were taking the modern-day thief and putting it in like a classic time period, but no, like the dude's name in real life is actually the Ida Kid, which doesn't I I don't get why, where they made that connection. I don't know if you did.
1: No. (laughs) Like, I thought it was like Edo, period. That's the only connection there.
0: Yeah, so I was very confused with the name. Um, So the detective boys are looking over all the info that the scriptwriter has collected on Edo Kid. And Conan explains that he's a nationally known thief that started appearing near Tokyo half a year ago. It's revealed that Muraki will be playing the lead role. Chikaishi says that he was once questioned by the police. They don't. Nothing else goes into that. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but he was questioned by the police once.
1: Yep, very important detail.
0: <laughs> Chikashi then says he doesn't understand why Tamanosuke wanted to do a show about the thief, but all of the research is on his laptop. Ron and Sonika then come to retrieve the kids, and Shikaishi jokes that they better leave before he decides to hit them. Uh, they don't take it as a joke as they, like, run out terrified.
1: Hilarious. This guy just goes around assaulting children.
0: Nothing's funnier than threatening to beat some kids up.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I was just dying laughing.
0: I mean, that is what we like from Kogarit, though. All he does is punch Conan repeatedly in the head.
1: That's true. So, double standard. <laughs>
0: They learn that Tamanosuke is resting now, and Ron and Sanako decide to head back to deliver the pamphlets, and they tell the detective boys to help them. Instead of doing that, Conan puts the pamphlets in a brochure kiosk (laughs) and runs back to the theater. So smart. Turns out that all the detective boys followed him, which annoys Conan as he thought he had lost them. They sneak back in and are immediately spotted by Megumi. She's glad to see Conan and asks him if she looks good in her outfit. Koen then sees Tamanosuke. He says that they can watch them as they're beginning rehearsals soon. Ayumi then almost falls into a hole in the stage that Tamanosuke explains is the basement. Meraki then appears from it and says that it takes 1 minute and 40 seconds to use the motorized platform, which is too slow. What do you think about Ayumi almost falling to her death there because nobody warned her? It's like, what the There's heck? a giant hole.
1: I mean, what the heck? Like, the t- uh, t- Sorry, Tamanosuke decides to warn her after the fact. He's like, oh, don't go near there. (laughs) Like, you'd think that he would mention that prior to even entering the stage area.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, surely nobody's going to fall down there and die. No. So we're probably safe.
1: No, this definitely was not foreshadowing.
0: The kids all watch from the center seats and explain that Tamanosuke is playing Officer Itaru while his sister is his assistant. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. Well, just the notion, because she's like seven or something, and she's playing the assistant of this officer. I just thought that was really funny.
0: Hey, man, child labor laws were pretty lax back then.
1: Obviously. All these, like, these kids are supposed to be in school? Question mark, maybe?
0: In the story, the two have been following Ito Kid all over Japan until they track him down as a member of a circus troop. However, Ido Kid wound up being someone else, and people thought Itaru was the killer. I'm still not completely sure about this story, because, like, it was such a bad translation that I think even nobody could figure it out.
1: Yeah. They should have gone with the Kaido Kid storyline. Yeah,
0: apparently Itaru makes some mistakes. Um, Kenan says the story should be called the Itaru Diaries, but the character makes a mistake instead. Okay, (laughs) Kenan. Sure. The kids say that the play was great and Megumi goes to fetch juice for everybody. Tomonosuke then asks his sister to fetch Shikaishi in order to do some decorations, but he doesn't answer the door when she knocks. She then opens it and she finds him dead and she screams out. So, we have our first murder. Uh, Yeah.
1: Too bad it was uh, the nicest guy there.
0: Yeah, this guy kind of had it coming.
1: I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I thought that, too.
0: Did you have any immediate uh, suspects?
1: Um, yeah, I think I was uh, thinking it was either the guy who uh, he asked to go get the cigarettes or um the, uh, the male performer. Not the ringleader, but the other guy.
0: Yeah, Meraki or whatever his name yeah. is. So, uh, everyone runs back to see what's wrong, and they find Megumi bowling. Conan says Shikaishi was hit in the back of the head and spots a broken vase nearby that could have been the weapon. Tomonosuke tells someone to call the police, and Conan wonders why Tomonosuke is so flustered and if he's a coward. I like how Conan sees this guy, like, learn that, um, like, this person he's worked with for years is dead, and he's, like, shaken up by it, and he's like, man, this guy must be a coward.
1: Yeah. Well, not everybody can witness a murder every day like you, Conan.
0: Yeah, and I, I was—I had a little red flag here when S.K. said to call the police and not... Because there's one episode where he's like, oh, you didn't say call a hospital mm-hmm. or call an ambulance as well. So that's how I knew you were the, the criminal. And then he does it here, and I was like, come on, man.
1: Yeah. No, I remember that. I, uh, it makes me uh, always look out for that line yeah and when you hear like someone say oh well i think Kogro says it a lot he's like call the hospital and the police and i'm like okay
0: <laughs> yeah so it's not said here so i was a little suspicious of him but it seemed like you were supposed to be suspicious of him the entire time right uh Tamanesuke then looks for a floppy disk with the script on it but he can't find it in the laptop tamana then tells tajima that nothing is missing from the room while kenan wonders why he's lying Inspector Meguri then arrives, and so does Ron and Sonico, who are looking for the kids. Kogoro also comes by, as it wouldn't be a death without him being there. So we have the full cast <laughs> gathered.
1: Yeah, Koguro's, um role in this two-part was a little odd, but we'll we'll get to that.
0: Honestly, I don't get why they didn't just have like Sonico solve the case, right? Because she has a connection with the the person that she's trying to, you know, like get free. And, like, Kogoro has nothing to do with the case for the most part. Like, it would have made a lot more sense just to have her solve it. And I was kind of disappointed. One aspect of this two-party that did disappoint me is I thought we'd have more Sonico involvement since, you know, she was so heavily involved early on. And it seemed like set up to be like a Sonico episode. But she kind of just blends into the background here and doesn't make. She's not really involved in the second part that much.
1: Oh, totally. It's a missed opportunity. Now that I'm thinking of it, they could have done a scene where, uh, let's say, it was Detective Sonoko um, revealing the culprit, and then at the end when she regains consciousness, like Tamanosuke could, you know, thank her profusely, and then she'd be all goo goo because her crush is acting this way, but in typical Sonoko fashion, she just takes it. She doesn't question it. She's just like, oh, of course, I'm so brilliant.
0: Yeah, I, I think that would have been a lot more fun than what we wound up getting. Uh, so from the police, we learned that the victim died an hour ago, and everyone explains that they were practicing the show during the time of the death. Conan says that the only time he didn't see people were when they were changing clothes in the basement. Conan says that the killer stole the disc and then returned to the stage. He then tells Megory to look for the disc as it was on the desk, but now it's missing. Conan also wonders why the killer hid it, and, and if somebody stole it so they could cover for the killer. No matter the case, the killer is one of the troop members. So that's how the episode ends.
1: I love that when they say like, "Oh, it's one of the troop members," and then they show the the picture of the whole cast, and Megumi's there as well. <laughs> so it just it kind of casts this weird light on all of them and Megumi, and you're left wondering: Are they suspecting this little girl as well?
0: You know, I don't think. Um, obviously, she's not um gonna be the killer. But I could see a scenario where she, like, thought her brother did it and she stole the disc to, like, like cover for him so he wouldn't be a suspect or something like that. I could see her altering the crime <laughs> scene if she thought her brother did it to, not, like, hide that.
1: Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah. See, we're coming up with all these ideas. What what it could have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, this, there's a lot of missed opportunities in this episode, and uh, coupled with the really bad subtitles... It really brings it down because I don't think it's like a terrible two-part or anything, but like it certainly could have been better, and like the the rough subtitles really make you really make you feel like this could have been so much better. Uh, so we get the next Conan's hint, which is script. Uh, what do you think about this first part? I thought I thought we had a pretty strong mystery. I was really into all the the sonic in this episode so far, so I, I was pretty excited to get to the the second part when this ended. What would you think about it?
1: Yeah, I thought the mystery was good. The uh, the story pacing was a little weird for me, and it m- might just be because I felt like we got a lot of would-be characterization, and then the murder was literally like the last three minutes of the episode. But even with all that backstory and sort of us getting to know the characters, I didn't really feel for any of them. It was really, it was this odd sensation, like, obviously, besides our main cast that we follow ar- around, but, like, the, the troop members, I was like, I don't care about any of you people, really.
0: Yeah, the only one that really had much of a personality was Megumi, and that was right. just because she was, like, following around Conan, because, uh, like, Tamanosuke, is, he's he's a nice character, but we do not really get much of a personality from him. That's right. So I totally agree with you there. So now we move on to episode 127, the traveling drama troop murder case part two. It's originally aired on December 7th, 1998, so we're almost in 1999.
1: That's crazy.
0: God, we still have so many years of this, Colleen. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're in for the long oh, run. Oh,
0: God. So the episode starts with Canon saying, Today we'll solve the last episode's case in the movie script together.
1: Okay, not a movie script. Okay. But... <laughs>
0: Imagine if they didn't solve the last episode's case.
1: Yeah, they're like, "Uh, we don't really care about this guy anyways.
0: The episode begins with the kids watching a news report on the death of Chikaishi, saying that Tomonosuke is currently being questioned by police. Megumi's brother then arrives, and we learn that he's staying at an inn that's operated by a couple that were friends with his father. At night, Tomonosuke sneaks out of the inn, and Megumi follows him. What do you think about this? He He was very suspicious here.
1: Yeah, I was just, you know holding my breath and wondering what was going on is uh, like we mentioned in the earlier episode you know he was all nervous about the floppy disk and all that so it really made it seem like they were trying to um show that he was involved and he might be the guilty party so this just sort of added to that narrative
0: she sees him enter the theater and then Conan asks why she's out so late which is pretty funny she she gets real scared by there Conan is a creepy little bastard, he just walks up next to her and he's like, what are you doing out so late?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're a little kid.
0: Conan says that he's worried about her brother as well and that he'll solve the case. Hilariously, he tries to get her to go home by saying that children shouldn't be out this late, and she reminds Conan that they're the same age.
1: She's not wrong.
0: The kids then sneak in and they hear an object drop on the stage. They run there and find her brother on the ground, bleeding. Conan tells Megumi to call an ambulance and then almost falls into the basement. When he looks down, he spots the dead body of Ito. The police are then called and Tamonosuke is taken to the hospital to be treated for a head wound. So we have our second death here. The secretary person is dead now. Were you expecting her to be next on the hit list?
1: Uh, no. At this point, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I thought we were just going to get one murder. So the fact that we got two to deal with now... It's just like, oh, great. We we can't even solve the first one properly.
0: Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, the pacing is kind of weird in this two-parter because as you correctly mentioned earlier, you said that the, the first murder really doesn't occur until, like, 19 minutes into the episode. So it's, like, real tacked on to the very end. And then this episode opens. They've already, like, kind of blew off the first murder and then they're on to a second murder that happens. And then, like very late in the episode we started coming back with the ito kid stuff again and it's like what is going on here it's very disjointed <laughs> like it feels like they had a couple different storylines that could have been fine in and of itself but then they could try to like cram them all together like they could have told a story about you know like just a performance a traveling troupe without one of the members being this mastermind thief and they could have done that as a separate story some other time but it's very, very crammed together.
1: Yeah. And then this, uh, the woman who just died, Ito also had her, or not Ito, Ito also had her own thing that she was doing. So yeah, there is a little messy.
0: Conan finds a note addressed to Ito that tells her to meet them at the stage at midnight as they know her true face. Takagi then finds a note in her hand that's just the same thing. Kegura then arrives and is surprised to see Conan there. He then grabs Conan, who was trying to figure out why there's so much debris around the body, and tells him that children should go to sleep early. So Conan listens as a good boy and goes to sleep, apparently.
1: Yeah, for once.
0: The next day, Sonika arrives at the Mori detective agency with flowers and yells at Kogoro for suspecting Tamanosuke as the killer. Kogoro says that Tamanosuke's fingerprints were found on the weapon, and so were the other troop members except for Ito. Kogoro believes that Ito tried to attack Tamanosuke, who then knocked her into the basement in self-defense. Sonica defends him and says that her and Ron are going to go visit him in the hospital. However, Kogoro says that he's currently rejecting all visitors, as he's a police suspect and in a coma. I don't think he's really doing much if he's in a coma, though. I don't think like, he's saying no yeah. to visitors. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyhow, they decide to go deliver the flowers. Kagero is still in like a ranting mood so he just starts like spouting off facts to Canon which I feel like he normally wouldn't do. This just seemed like Yeah, this was out of character.
1: Yeah, this was the part that uh, really confused me about Kogro's role. it just seemed out of place. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. He's just a blabbermouth and he's just there to move the plot forward apparently and introduce a bunch of elements that never really get expanded upon.
1: That's right. It's just like an info dump.
0: Kagura tells Conan that Tamanosuke doesn't have many external injuries and that it's likely mental fatigue as to why he hasn't regained consciousness yet. Conan theorizes it could be a type of escapism after doing something wrong. Kagura also reveals that the police examined the two sheets of paper and that Tamanosuke wrote the letter and sent it to each member of the troop. Kagura isn't sure what the issue was, but he did hear that Itowe had been embezzling quite a bit of money from the troop. Uh, how, how does he just figure this out? Like, like you know, I did hear that she was stealing, you know, millions of dollars from them, but...
1: When Kogoro can't even solve a case that he's actually um, investigating, and now all of a sudden he has all these details, which usually Conan figures out for him.
0: Kegura says, an unreasonable scriptwriter in Shikaishi, an embezzling treasurer, of course the leader would deal with them. Kegger then asks Conan for a beer, but he responds that it's still morning. Kogoro tells him not to be stubborn, as he'll solve the case, obviously.
1: <laughs> Don't be stubborn, give me a beer.
0: Conan asks if they have found the floppy dish yet, and he says that the police found it in Tamanosuke's room with the data erased. Conan finds it odd that it'd be somewhere so easily found, and an annoyed Kogoro tells him to go outside, but not before asking for another beer, which Conan just ignores him at this point. <laughs> The detective boys search the theater, and Mitsuhiko theorizes that she was killed somewhere else and then dumped to the basement.
1: Oh yeah, Mitsuhiko's still around.
0: That's his, uh, that's his starring moment here. He d- he's
1: correct, though, yeah.
0: so... Er, no, he's not. He's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, he was wrong. He tried, though. Ken then discovers wood that's the same color as the debris he found earlier, and says it was a 3 prong split, whatever the hell that means.
1: <laughs> this is when the explanation gets real fun
0: once he pulls it out he finds that it was broken in half forcibly and that there's blood stains near the breaking point after putting the two halves together he says it's larger than the stage hole genta says it was used as a trap and conan agrees and Higo says that the killer hit it after ito fell so basically they did that like cartoon trick where there's a giant hole and they just like cover it with leaves <laughs> And they walk over it, <laughs> and they, like, yeah. the bottom falls out, and then they look to the left, look to the right, and then they fall down. So th- this is what happened to that woman.
1: Yeah, worked for Team Rocket every time.
0: Conan believes that the killer is in Tamanosuke, as he wouldn't have had time to pull off such a trick. He then realizes something and says that Tamanosuke is in danger. Conan uses his bow tie to call Megari to the hospital, and then uses his badge to talk to the rest of the kids who are just teleported and are now at where all the troop members are staying they say that mr tajima is watching television and resting while shirai is maintaining her, her clothes what a typical woman <laughs> and meraki is tidying his room because he listens to jordan peterson kenny then tells them that they can go home which annoys them greatly you just see the kid i will say this episode had a lot of good facial expressions especially from the kids
1: yeah, because I couldn't figure out any good dialogue for them. <laughs> but I did like the facial expressions.
0: A police officer lets... <laughs> okay. This is... <laughs> oh my god. This scene.
1: This police officer? He's the best.
0: <laughs> so he's guarding uh, the room where Tomonosuke's is. And then this man, who's just dressed as a doctor, doesn't need to do any ID or anything. They just let him in. And he's about to strangle him when Meguri and several officers storm in. So, so Conan kind of gave them the tip okay,
1: okay but l- let's just take a moment to acknowledge that this police officer got like a good th- two or three seconds of this episode. We got his like dumb looking face looking into the the room like <laughs> it was priceless. I wish we could show it, but it's- there's no visual.
0: It was good though the man then just jumps out the window as one does, and he like. <laughs> uses this rope to like go across the pipe on the building and so he's able to descend safely uh Kenan tries to yeah, that's pretty cool. Kenan tries to hit him with a powered up rock that he kicks, but he he's able to dodge it with his Edo era acrobatics.
1: Gee, I wonder who it is.
0: Kenan realizes that the culprit really is Edo Kid that Tamanosuke must have found out and wanted to use the performance to out him. However, Chikaishi had already noticed it and was trying to blackmail him. Tominovsky felt regret after the first murder, and then he sent the letter out. The guy gets away, and the police arrive uh, where the troop is staying the next morning, and they ask Tajima if he went out anywhere. He says that he never left, and the detective boys back him up. Okay, so, spoiler, since Tajima did it, why did the detective boys say he never left? Like, they never, I, I don't feel like this is ever explained.
1: I just assumed that he got out through the window or something, so they never actually saw him leave the room through the door. Yeah. I thought that maybe he used the window.
0: Okay. Conan then arrives and says that he's figured out who Edo Kid is, but he doesn't have any evidence. The police then escort the kids back home while Conan stays with Kogoro, who's being served a beer by the innkeeper. So Kaker is just day drinking this entire episode, which kind of rules.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Working really hard to solve this case.
1: Well, he does his best work this way.
0: It's true. Conan says that only two people had time to kill Chikaishi, but only one of them had the strength to attack Tamanosuke. He then knocks out Koguro, who's downing a beer. Conan, as Koguro, then tells everybody to gather around as he solved the case. He says that the killer is Ido Kid and that he's committed crimes all over Japan. He says that only two members in the group can perform acrobatics. And Mer- Rocky says that Tajima had waist issues that kept him from moving properly. So, Colleen, who'd you think was the uh, killer here? Who'd you think was going to be outed as the dangerous criminal Edo kid?
1: I mean, by this time I was sort of over it. <laughs> I was like, I don't really care anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I was leaning more towards Tajima. Uh, I don't remember why. Maybe it's because they kind of focused in on him a little bit. I could be making that up. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's something about the second part that just, like, lost me. Like, I didn't find the kit, like, the wannabe thief guy interesting. I didn't... And then, like, they added, like, uh, blackmailing and uh, all this other complicated shit for no real reason. <laughs> like, they're smuggling and blackmailing, and then he, like, knew Edo Kid was in the group, but he could only show it by doing a theatrical performance like everything's just so stupid
1: yeah and at this point i was like why did he i still couldn't understand why he changed the ending i figured, like i sort of pieced it together by the end but it's just yet another thing that made you
0: question i still don't get it logic yeah i still don't get it like what was he gonna do like arrest him in the play and then be like oh and this guy's really the (laughs) criminal so (laughs) like, right? <laughs> right, And then it's it's later revealed that, like, Tamanosuke didn't even know who actually was Ido Kid. Right. So, like, that makes it even more confusing. Yeah, I was frustrated. So, uh, Koguro says that Tamanosuke wanted to bring the story to the stage, but Chikaishi didn't write the story he wanted. He reveals that Shikaishi figured out who Ito Kid was and was blackmailing him by changing the script. He then says the criminal is none other than Tajima. Kikuro says that he had a waste issue three years ago, but it was just magically cured half a year ago, apparently. There's no reasoning for this or anything.
1: Like, they didn't have time to explain that.
0: He says that the only person that could have gone near Chikaishi were the three of them. Since they were understaffed, Miraki needed to be in the basement prior to his entrance and change costumes while running down the steps. That means he couldn't have done it, so that leaves only Shirai and Tajima had time. And obviously a woman wouldn't be a murderer, so that means it's Tajima.
1: Sounds legit.
0: Miraki then brings up Ito's death, and Kegaro says that the Ito in the letter... Wasn't in reference to her name, but was saying I to E, which stood for Itaru to Ito Kid. Can we just talk about what a idiot Tamanosuke is <laughs> to write somebody's first name that he knows and think it, everybody else is going to get this different meaning?
1: I know. Like, did he not see that? Like, you ha you legitimately you have someone in your troop whose name is Ito Ito, and. He thinks that this code is a good idea.
0: Yeah, like imagine imagine like some your friend's name was Gary, and you write Gary in a note to him, and then he's supposed to think that it's not his name, but it's like guys are really Yucky. Yucky, yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, he's such dumbass. Like I don't I don't like any of the characters in this. <laughs> so Ito mistook the note as it being a meeting for her money uh, for her money laundering she then fell into a trap that Ido kid set for Tamanosuke and fell to her death since Tamanosuke was then knocked out immediately he obviously couldn't set up the trap Tajima then says that just because he had the time to kill Chikaishi doesn't mean that he's the killer and that Sh- Shirai also had an opportunity Kagura says that the person at the hospital looked like him and tells Megari to check the fingerprints on Chikaishi's computer as the killer used it one more time to verify what was on the disc and did it barehanded.
1: I feel like this is so dumb.
0: And we get to see Takagi for a second. And he, he's about to check well, it. Takagi's the best part. Yeah, he's about to check it. And this asshole, after killing two people, also kills Takagi's moment as he just confesses to the crime before he can actually do it.
1: Yeah. So... He's a murderer again. He murdered Takagi's big moment to shine.
0: Yeah, poor guy. So Tajima admits to both of the murders. He says he was relieved after he killed Chikaishi, but then the leader sent a letter. He then set the trap and thought it was over after Ito died. However, Tamanosuke spotted him putting away the trap, and that's when he attacked him. We then see Tamanosuke roll up in this wheelchair- and he he apologizes I'm sorry.
1: The way that you said it just made me laugh for some
0: reason. Yeah, he looked like Drake and Degrassi, you know?
1: Oh poor Jimmy.
0: And this guy who was just like bashed in the head and saw two of his co workers die, apologizes to the murderer. <laughs> and he says that if he didn't insist on this story being told it would have never happened. Tamanosuke didn't want to chase him away, he just wanted Tajima to confess to his crimes, which, boy, you really did not think any of this through, bro.
1: I don't know if you can hear my eyes rolling through the microphone.
0: (sighs) So Tajima breaks down, crying, and he asks for forgiveness, saying he was flustered when he attacked him, and that he's sorry. Aw, he's sorry about killing two people.
1: He better, he should be. He killed two people and Takagi's moment.
0: After the ending song, it's revealed that the play went through a serious revamp, that Thomasuke still performed despite his injuries and we see that Sonica, Ron the detective boys even got to play a little part in it we see them all dressed up
1: yeah that's cute
0: <sighs> what do you think about this two part like i, th- <laughs> I feel like we were both on the same page like at the end of episode 1 we were like okay this could lead somewhere good and then like it it just went through the full went downhill. yeah
1: um yeah i mean if our conversations any indication of how i felt it it was not my favorite episode like i don't want to say anything bad about it because it's still detective conan and the mystery was okay and all that but i didn't really care for any of the cast of characters that were introduced i felt like they added way too many elements like there's the um the sm- uh, smuggling was it. There was the blackmailing. There was the money laundering. Don't there forget, was, there's like, a the thief guy,
0: too.
1: The thief, like how he was a pseudo kaido kid thing thief. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the innkeepers who don't even get names, like, <laughs> and then like th- there's like this fake relationship. Like we knew your father, Tomonosuke. Like you are welcome here anytime. And then I'm just like, who are these people? Um yeah, there's just so many random things and like the the ending with uh, like it kind of looked like Tajima was going to get off scot free. Like Conan did not have any evidence against him. And then he comes up with this random thing about how he, Tajima checked the floppy disk one more time and he didn't wear gloves while doing it. I kind of felt like the writers of this two part are like oh, we wrote ourselves into a dead end. And, like, how are we going to fix this? Oh, like it was such a last minute uh, kind of addition, if that's what it felt like to me. It just didn't really make sense. Like he went through all of this and he's apparently, you know, a professional thief. And yet this, like, so what I'm supposed to believe that his confidence, his cockiness is what uh resulted in his downfall. Anyways, I'm, I'm trying to find something I liked yeah, about this. Yeah, it's very <laughs> yeah. dumb. Uh, I'd like to, that Sonica was in the episode, uh, like, we talked about, like, some of the detective boys, uh, moments were, uh, funny. Um, although his role as info-dumper was a little random, uh, he was still comical. So, I guess that's the good part. And I, I do appreciate, um like reoccurring characters in the series. And I know that Tamanosuke and his sister do come back. I'm not sure about the other acrobats, but uh, those two come back in other um, episodes about this troupe. So I like that there's kind of a continuation of these characters because it makes it feel like there is this universe. But uh, I I didn't think this was a strong introduction for them.
0: Yeah, I really hope they come back with a personality next time. (laughs) Yeah, it, it's, it was a really disappointing second episode, because I felt like they had so much like interesting ways from the first episode. You know, we had the Sonico stuff that mostly gets dropped. Like like you said, it just felt like they weren't using a lot of characters to their strengths. Like, Kegro's role is very strange, although it is fun to see him constantly drinking. <laughs> Other than that, and some fun moments with the detective boys, it felt like they had so much more potential, like, like I mentioned earlier, this is one of the f- like few episodes where you kind of have like the whole entire cast except for like Agasa. there. You have like every other mm-hmm. main character there and you're like shouldn't you be able to do something more memorable with all these different personalities on screen? But
1: that's a good point.
0: They really didn't and uh I just like like you said it's just hard to care about this mystery after a bit. Like I didn't really care about these people and they started making everybody a criminal. Like, there's a blackmailer <laughs> and then this person's stealing money. Oh, somebody's a thief. And it's like, how corrupt can a freaking performance troop be? Yeah. So, yeah, I felt like it was kind of a meh episode by the end of it. Uh, I had bigger expectations because I really liked the last two parter. I was like, you know, let's get another two good two parter and end out this first era before we get to era And, did not happen very well. But yeah. we did get the next content for the next episode, which is gin and vodka. So next time we'll watch the Black Organization 1 Billion yen Robbery Case, which only exists because they totally screwed up that one <laughs> manga case. Uh, you know, like a year prior where they were supposed to kill a certain character and they left her alive. Right and then they were like oh shit <laughs> she actually wound up being a bigger deal than we thought we didn't see this coming and i, th- I am very interested by that because i, I wonder if like because you figured oyama's like overseeing the anime like you think he would be like if he knew he was going to use that character again as like a pivotal thing you think he would have been like hey don't change that but instead that got overlooked. So i wonder if like when he went to introduce High Bear and wanted to give her more backstory if, like, he just kind of settled upon that using that character from a prior case and it wasn't, like, this long, long-running long plan. Like, it was kind of just retrofitted in. It just makes me curious about that.
1: Yeah, I think I prefer that version of the story If like, let's say Gosho Ayama didn't have big plans for this character and then after the fact he decided to because the opposite, it would just seem like... It- they either circumvented him or he really wasn't paying attention. Yeah.
0: Um, along with that case, we'll also be watching another short story, which is Gesho Iyama's Play It Again. So we'll have those two next week. Before we- Is that the last one? Yeah, before the big two-hour special. Oh, boy. So it's like we get to cover a, a movie. We well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next time as we near towards Hibera's grand entrance. I'm excited to see that. Uh, Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. Bye.
1: Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails.